Boom. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Comedian Bible Study. I'm your boy, Sean Grant. I'm here, as always, with my man, Channing. Say what's up, Channing. What up? Yeah, look at that face, man. Thank you guys who who powered through those first few episodes without seeing Channing's sexy face. But there it is, okay? And, guys, as always, we're just pawns in the game, baby. We're just here. All right. We're just a squirrel in my guest world. Okay. And I'm so excited to bring this man on right here, man. I've been an admirer of him for many years. He is a touring stand up comic and writer and an acclaimed podcaster. Okay. And he's the creator of the Chatterbox Comedy Night out in Covina. Please, big round of applause for my brother right here, Steven Hernandez. Yes. Yes. Woo! Yes. Shannon, oh my great. goodness, Sean! Yeah. So good to be here. Dude, thank you for being. And in fact, because I've known you for years, but like other comics, like literally two or three different comics were like, "Man, what you're doing? You got to have Steve on. He's got a very uh, cool story, interesting story about comedy." As you guys know, we bring people in from all different stances. The only thing is, you got to be a comic, and you brought the word today. But what's your theological stance at this moment in time? Uh, I, have you heard the term exvangelical? Exvangelical. No, no, I haven't heard, but it's like, uh, so I guess like small, David Small used to like knock on doors and. No, like, no, no. Like it that. just means so, I used to be an evangelical and I've deconstructed right. my faith. Right. But right, I grew right. up in an evangelical church. I grew up in a church that became a mega church. Yeah. And I was a youth pastor at that church. Word. Yeah. Uh, until I was about 23 years old. And then I spent about 10, 12 years. And I would say to this day, I'm still deconstructing my faith. And whatever that means. So word. So and it's like, um, and so your parents obviously had it because you grew up in it. My mom, my, you know, we moved to West Covina from uh, Lincoln Heights when I was four or five years old. Lincoln Heights is in. Uh, it's New like York. Highland Park. Oh, Highland Park. Okay, yeah, okay. it's like around there. And uh, we lived in an apartment there, and then we moved when I was four or five years old to West Covina. Then a neighbor woman um, brought us when I was like <laughs> six or seven, maybe brought us to. The church, faith community church, yeah. where I love how you said neighbor woman. Yeah, she was straight up a neighbor woman. Oh. She was like an older, like a Latina grandma. Is that a term? I've never heard that before. I, mean, like I don't a, know. A I female don't... neighbor? A yeah, neighbor woman? yeah. I mean, she was like a grandma. So oh, she. Oh, okay. okay, she, okay. Uh, That's like a very literary term. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You're so smart, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she brought us to vacation Bible school. Yeah. That's how a lot of churches suck, up, suck in families, you know. Word, word, and okay. uh, we went, and I loved it. I like. I, I fell in love with. There's a puppet show about the miracle of the the fish and the bread loaves. You know that well, story. Can you break down what uh, what would you call it? Bible. You guys don't know camp? about. I mean, VBS. Oh, I know. I think yeah, Channing's yeah. very new oh, to the VBS is vacation Bible vacation school. Vacation. So yeah. Churches will have like a week in the summer where you can take your kids. It's basically free daycare. And it's like church all day, and they do Jeez. like fun activities. But that's what they used to suck in families, and it thousand percent worked in this instance. Mm. So there's puppet shows and games for like four hours. They'll do it Monday through Friday, and then like at, on Friday, the last day, there's like a graduation where the whole family comes and watches the thing. You graduate to like just you no, just leave. Just, oh, this is like it's a performance or oh, something. You okay, know? Okay, okay. Yeah, we sing a song or something. You have kids, right? No, my wife and I don't have any. You don't kids. have any kids. No kids. You feel so yeah. much like a dad. Nah, nah, I got dad energy. I'm yeah. not grandpa. Energy. Yeah. I'm not grandpa. I skip right. In fact, I, I'm, I'm gonna just adopt a grandkid. Yeah. I don't even think we what should were, uh, were you talking, mess with kids. We were kids. talking about that fight on the last episode, and you were talking about how you were gonna shoot them. Oh, how I, yeah, I shoot young people. Get out of here, young, <laughs> get, young buck. Get out of here, young, young buck. Come on, young fella, don't do that. Don't do that like that. You know, young blood. 
that scares them. They're like, oh, this old dude is scared. <laughs> but that's interesting, dude. No, thank you for bringing. Yeah, look, man, I appreciate you bringing your your story and your yeah. ideas because I just want to re- relate on this level to comics because where I feel like comics are just such pure people in that we have a very specific intention and we can be honest throughout the process. And you were very young, obviously, when you first started with. Oh Fence yeah, when I when I first started. But I mean, I fell in love with you know I fell in love with the Bible mm-hmm. like pretty early. Yeah, um, which is not necessary for the show. A lot of guys who are scared to be on the you don't have to know nothing about the Bible. <laughs> you can, it's study. It's in the Word. It's Bible study. So I don't present uh, a profess to be any type of teacher, pastor, heretic. I'm just a comic, and I like the way comics think. You guys are my favorite people, and I get to talk about my favorite thing, which is my God. Now, I like to talk about God. Not everybody got to believe in my God. I can believe in Jesus all by myself, but I'm glad that you picked the word for today, Stephen, man, and you brought a dope word from the book of Matthew. We were just in Matthew last week with Leah, uh, but here we are. We're in Matthew chapter 25 this time, and I'm going to read out of the NIV, uh, and it's the verse 31 through 40. So we'll start at 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. 32. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. 33. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. 34. The king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. 35. For I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. Oh, that's good. For I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Oh, watch out. I was a stranger and you invited me in. 36. I needed clothes. You clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. 37. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we? These people want to question the Lord. When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? 38. When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or or needing clothes and clothe you? 39. When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? What are you talking about, man? 40. The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. A little background quick again. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew is the first book of the New Testament in the Bible uh, as far as canonization is concerned. And one of the three synoptic Gospels, spoiler alert, at this part of the story, Jesus is about to die. Uh-oh. And here Jesus is giving an example of how the kingdom of heaven is inherited and by whom. Why would you choose this passage, Stephen? Uh, I like this. If, if, I, if there's still any religion left in me, uh, I do believe that uh, the only religion that I respect is uh, helping poor people. More people. That's what this is about. Yes. And if you keep reading those things too, it, he calls the goats the the bad people. Bad. Sorry. <laughs> he says, he says he's, he says if you Clearly. if you did not do any of these things to yes. me, you you turned me away too, mm. and I'm going to send you to hell. That's what mm. he said. So if you're not helping strangers, if you're not feeding the hungry, uh, visiting prisoners, if you're not to me, this is the only true Christianity is helping poor people. Right. 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 Absolutely. There you go. Oh, now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is that a part of um, uh, your daily practice? Like, do you like what? What if, I don't know what you say. Like, uh, charitable things. Do you feel like I, I don't? I, I don't do hardly anything. Word. Yeah, but that's that's my. Th- I I don't really believe this stuff anymore. Word. But I do. Uh, I do think that 
this is true Christianity, right? Ah, if you true. if you want to subscribe to those things, yeah. I do think it's becoming increasingly difficult. The way our world's <laughs> set up too is to, to even do any of those things. Right, like I don't yeah. I don't know what to do with the, about the homeless problem. Right, right, right. But right. The, this is what the Bible directly talks about. And most Christianity, when you read uh, quotes from Jesus of Nazareth and his brother James, especially the Book of James, which I love, yeah. Uh, He's just all they're do all he's doing is talking shit about rich people. Right, yeah. right, right. So I, I I just think it's funny that modern Christianity uh, does rarely does that at all. Right. And you saw the process of your church becoming a mega church. What do you think money did to that? Oh, to the church itself as, yeah, as it was, a part. It was of it. awful. It was awful. I remember we, when I started, it was a big church, five hundred people. That's a big church. That's pretty big. When I left, we were at thirteen thousand five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> that's a crowd. <laughs> uh, when we left, I remember the offerings, and this was, you know, twenty years ago. When I left, the offerings were at one hundred and fifteen, one hundred twenty thousand a week. Oh, whoa! That's some righteous yeah. gemstone shit. Right, right, oh, yeah, right, no, right, I mean, right. That's what it was. I know that the pastor and his family, um, even now, I, I know that they live at the beach. This is a church in West Covina. Okay, they live at the beach. That's far. They, they come in. Uh, and preach on Sundays, and they go back. Go back to Venice or something. Like yeah, that. Newport, man. Ooh, I'm not living in Venice. Man. So you can, yeah. <laughs> word, word, word. And, and they recently knew it was Newport. Yeah, yeah, yeah of <laughs> course. That's where the whites hang out. And of yeah. course, they um, they they just recently sold the property. When I was 15 years old, we bought a Hughes aircraft, um, like production thing in West Covina. I think it's like three or four acres for I want to say. Three million dollars. So this was twenty years, you know, twenty-five years ago, and uh, they just sold it to Amazon for thirty-five million dollars. Oh we, yeah. And, I, and I, I have no idea what they're going to do with that money. Right, right, right. Is this all public record? Do you just know oh, yeah, it from no, knowing the old records. homies? Or? No, that's Dang. all public records. It's in, wow. it's in the paper and everything. What oh, was the name wow. of the church? It was Faith Community Church. I believe they're just called Faith Church now. I was, um, I, I, I had a Bible, I, I had a podcast up until maybe a year ago called read the Bible with me that I kept, I went for like a year. Right. I had one previously called who's your God with Amy Miller. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, we would check in on the church like regularly checking on this specific church. Yes. They tried to pass down to, to the, uh, they tried to pass the church down to the son mm-hmm. who's around my age, who I grew up with. And he's like one of the worst preachers I've ever heard in my life. Oh, he's just not yeah. excited. He's boring. <laughs> it's bad. He's I, I would show you clips. Bo- true bombing. Wow. I've posted clips of this guy and everything. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truly a bad preacher. Uh, yeah, which was very rough. But that's you know these a lot of these churches like like the right. I mean, the plot's not too different from yeah. the righteous gemstones where they're trying to pass it down, but nobody respects the kid. The kid. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, when's the last time you checked up on that Amazon deal? Uh, I think it's been a while. Says here, uh, this article was written. Uh, fuck, let me find it. Uh, March 11, 2022. Amazon pulled out of that deal. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's great news. I love that. That's, oh. uh, 30, 40, what was it? 38 million? That I, that I had heard upwards of 40 million. Yeah. That Jeff Bezos gets to keep instead. Thank Word. God. That's great. That actually makes me really happy because <laughs> I don't know what they were going to do with that money. And I know these people. They're, uh-huh. they're not good people. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting to me, the, the, the idea of them bombing, though, because, like, because, I mean, comics, we're talking about bad comics, you know, which people who do it for the wrong reasons, and it comes out, right? Yeah. Obviously, like, Shannon said, he met somebody that said they want to they offend people. Like, that's his goal in comics, to offend people, like, yeah. not to, to make, <laughs> make them laugh, which is insane to me. But it's like, 
Well, that's so interesting because it seems like a lot more is at stake with preaching. Like you, you chase people to the devil if you bad. <laughs> it would seem that way, right? But <laughs> if, if you don't really care about that and uh, if you care about control and, you know, this family obviously was just going to pass this on word. to someone. You know, it's just uh, what's this? What's the word I can't even think about? The nepotism. It's just yeah, straight nepotism. And word. if you could say God said this was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and trust me, these people could find any scripture to back up anything. Oh, you could do it. Let me tell you something. This, <laughs> a, this, this is a sixty-six books written over a period of fifteen hundred years. Yeah. Any human behavior can be if you just if you take it out of context and take oh, some yeah. words, and do, you can make up all kind of justifications for some crazy stuff. Absolutely, and it's all in there too. Um, if you really want to do that, man, if that, if you're not really dividing this word right, if you're not separating it into law and the gospel of grace and seeing how things work together, how even this faith leading to works, which is something that we even talked about with Leah, like how the faith itself leads you to, it's not that you do the work to get the righteousness and people celebrate you or you give the money to everybody. You do that because the faith is in you and this and this and that. So it's like, yeah, but if you take things out of context and break them down, man, you could do some insane stuff. There's some crazy. I love me some Christian people, but they are some crazy, crazy people love Jesus, too. Yeah. Crazy people do all kind of stuff. And this Bible can be what would you say is the actual like maybe if you could pinpoint something that that ran you up out of there, man? Was it a, a personal thing that happened in your life or was it that that uh, heresy that you saw from the pulpit itself? Uh, I, I don't think I think it. I needed a little distance to like uh, see the heresy or any of that stuff. Uh-huh. But I always had problems with um, the Bible, or what I should say, what the Bible said about God. the The Bible says that God, you know, in the Old Testament, murdered people. Mm. The God that I knew and loved never murdered anyone. Right, right. I, I just fully believe that. Um, right. The God, uh, the God I knew, probably didn't have any issues. The, you know, I had big issues with. Gay people about mm. people saying that gay people were going to go to hell. Right. I knew gay people, and at first I used to think, well, you know, maybe that's just the God's test for them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're supposed to just carry this weight and be alone. Right. And that didn't sound like anything after a while that God wanted for anyone right. to be alone right. like that. So that always, I just kept punching holes into me, and I had to choose. You know, Jesus says that God is like the greatest Father that's ever lived, the Father uh-huh. in heaven, and so I, I just the idea of hell that a father would make anyone pay an eternal fire for right. forever. Right. Uh, there are, are just things like this where I either had to choose the Bible was either perfect and inerrant, uh, and then it said some pretty bad things about God, in my opinion, or the God that I fell in love with that I believe is real, mm-hmm. that is love, uh, that he is not exactly what the bible says he is right right and i think we put our human perception on sir because even the idea that god would murder if he creates life created everybody's life if his essence is in everybody i guess my life would end one of two ways either it's manslaughter <laughs> or like god allows somebody else to kill me or god takes me away like he did enoch which is in the book of enoch yeah, i mean sorry, i'm, I'm the, thinking of when Genesis. he even the flood of noah where he's like right. all right you know i'm gonna wipe him out right like right, ah, right. they there this is a mess i'm gonna right. just kill him that that just doesn't sound like the God that I believe in or love. Right, right, right. That do, and it says because God is the source of all people. It's a, at least if from perception, it's like the idea or one way to look at it. I guess you could look at these are all individual people, but if their source is from one thing, which is God, which is Abraham's idea, monotheism, one source, one God, right? So then 
we're all, it's like we're all, we're not really separate. Even Jesus said, love your neighbor as, thy, as that is you. Not as much as you love yourself. Well, in the scripture you read, thyself. in the scripture you read, yes. he said, when you come in contact with all of these people, that's me. That's me. That's so us. So that means that we are all God. The I know this sounds thing. crazy, but this is the stuff Jesus said as well. Well, yeah, and it, it gets crazy when we say it in words, right? Because <laughs> words, words do that. Words yeah. sound crazy. Like yeah. even the idea, like, let's say a great analogy I've heard for this idea is like if uh, the sun is the source of a and if i was a sun ray right this is how eckhart tolle right so i don't want to plagiarize <laughs> eckhart tolle says, but you're a sun ray and i'm a sun ray we aren't realizing behind us we're from the same source it's not quite accurate to say that i'm the sun itself i'm a ray of light from the sun but i'm not separate from you we're from the same yes. so i think that's like that understanding that perception of human beings will allow you to realize that worshiping god is celebrating and worshiping the source of all of us, the oneness, the thing that we come from, and everything that separates it is what happens after you're born. The the you know the conditioning, the thing that makes you Steve Hernandez, your parentage, your race, your location on this planet, the language you speak, and then when we worship those things, which is what people are mostly worshiping, they're worshiping culture. Even some lady, um, they're talking about wholesome words and all this type of stuff. I don't believe words are inherently wholesome or not wholesome. It's the meaning. That's yes. what I love about talking to people where I'm from. I'm from Miami, Florida. If you're going to come communicate with me and my culture, right, I got to know what you mean. That's why I keep asking, what you mean by that? Like, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? You feel me? The idea that I need to know what you mean by that is the essence. And I think that when you had a relationship with God, that's what you were getting. Because uh, they talk about two different types of word in the Greek. There's logos uh, word, which is written word. And then there's rhema word, which is how God communicates in the words proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So do you feel like you still have a relationship with the Bible in that sense? Or do you feel like you just kind of mixed it all together? Like, No, no, no. I don't. I think I think the Bible is a story of a people trying to figure out who God was. Right. And I think, especially when you're talking about the Old Testament and the early stuff, right. I think that they were wrong mm -hmm. sometimes, that God didn't kill them. And all. they admit, too, even the word Israel means he who struggles with God. You know, that's when, how Jacob he, got his name. Yeah, he Jacob wrestling with, with God. With the Christophany of Jesus, uh, the one of the early uh, Christophany is... Uh, I don't mean to tell Channing this, Mr. Uh, uh, trivia Man over here. <laughs> yeah. BS, but Christophany is like an early manifestation of Jesus in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and there's different examples of it. But one of them is him wrestling with Jacob, breaking his hip, and Jacob not letting him go until he blessed him. He said, look, man, <laughs> he can't go nowhere until he blessed me. But it's good that you, you know, so there's still something. You talked about a loving father. And I've actually heard you talk about your father in a very... Um, a endearing way on other podcasts and stuff. So is he still a man of faith? Does he still go to church? Or Not really. My mom's like crazy Christian. Uh, oh. She's still, she thinks she's a prophet. And maybe she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometimes, you know, we'll go to Should a restaurant. Right? Sometimes she's right. And then Just sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes one time we went uh, at, at my job when I worked at Fridays and she touched the server's hand and she said, you know the word, and he's like, I'm going to Bible school right now. Wow. And then sometimes it just gets weird at Applebee's. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I have seen her be right a lot. Uh, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's God. I think that's some kind of intuitive thing that our brain does that some people are more in touch with, with others. It's funny. I, I don't – I would say I guess I'm an atheist, but I also don't 
I, I think it's both. I always think it's both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and so when I say I don't believe in God like that, I'm also very open to there being a God that we probably don't understand. Um, right. Like ants and looking up at human beings. You've heard that right. before. Um, I, I know that I fell in love with God, that I'm in love with that thing still. Mm-hmm. The thing when I used to preach uh, that I would call the Holy Spirit before, Yes, um, that's the thing I go to for jokes still. Yes. Um, and it's the way I try to conduct myself. Uh, I I still hear this thing. I think it's probably in my brain, but I am also very open to it being something else. Yeah, because, I mean, even when you – because that always fascinates me about people of uh, – because I feel like a lot of faith belief in comics is grandfathered in from our, you know, great comics like Carlin and Pryor who – had atheistic ideas who really railed against the church in a lot of their jokes. But, but the idea of God, like, it's like so hard for me to, when a guy gets into, this is a faith business in a way. Did, how was your approach into comedy? <laughs> did you just have a logical idea that I would be successful? No, no, or did no. you have faith in? I was a, a funny process? pastor. I was, I was a good, really good youth pastor. I was at the point where I was starting to make some good money. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, if, I gave, up, if I gave dog. my life back to Christ, I would be rich. That's the same thing David Smalley <laughs> said. That's the same thing. If he flipped it back, I don't know what you guys are doing, man. Be, <laughs> you know what's funny? is it, It's like you are less atheistic probably than a pastor. Pastor, who because he's like well this is mumbo jumbo anyway well, so why don't i just that's what i mean when i don't I, really believe it when i left so, i left because i thought felt like god w- wasn't in this thing wasn't in this particular I, yeah. no no well, yeah that god isn't i don't think he's necessarily in the church business for the most part there's a lot of there's so many churches i, I would hate to say that's not the case i knew for that particular church yes but if you read jesus he came to tear down the idea of church mm. he came to tear down the idea of religion and so the funny thing is one generation later, Peter, we just start building the church again. Yeah. And he building it around culture. They're building it around. So it's like around man. man. Around but man. But we, we've all, you know, we've always done that according to the Bible. When um when the Israelites got out of uh, Egypt, God asked them, Do you I can be your king? You can follow me or I can give you a man that's and a they king. Pick Saul. They always pick the, I want that tall dude. <laughs> they always want the they always want the man. The big shoulders. And I think that's really what happens oftentimes in modern churches is yes. they want to put all their faith and all uh in the pastor. Right. So that they don't have to have faith or have their own relationship with God. That you they just can put read it on me that this man. book, homie. Yeah. I come Sunday, you read it to you me. You do the work, and that's why we're paying you. <laughs> I think evangelical Christianity, a, mo- a lot of modern church is just so much based in capitalism, and that if you read the Bible, if you read what Jesus says, all these guys do are ranting against capitalism and richness and um, empire, which was the Roman Empire at the time. But now we live in America this America is the empire now. Right. And most of us just bow at its, at its values, at its feet and everything. Right. And, and I would say, Oh yeah, I'm going against that. But I, I, you know, I'm really not, we're trying to make it in stand up comedy. Right. You know, right, right, <laughs> the right. Hollywood industry, we know in many ways it's a bad, gross industry. Mm. We're trying to do it with being as clean as possible. I know I'm trying to do it. Not, get as dirty or take on the values of Hollywood as much as possible. Right. But I don't, you know, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's a, a good thing for us to be pursuing this. I'm going to keep doing it. Right, don't right, get right. Here. This Same is my here. gift. And this is uh, the first thing since being in the ministry, I probably started 10 years after I quit the ministry. 
this is the first thing that felt like a calling again. Yeah. And I didn't know if I was ever going to have that again. Yeah. And so I love this thing. I've devoted my heart to this thing. Um, what we do at Chatterbox is try to build a community around that so that, yeah. um, you know, when I started too, there was like hardly any Latino comics either, especially when we're talking about mainstream. There's always been like a refried kind of like the chitlin circuit right there's always been a refried circuit where latino comics just do with other mexican comics for mexican audiences but it's my goal it's my dream to see latino comics as part of the mainstream at the mainstream level yeah and i when i came and i I first met you at chatterbox that's what it felt it was just a random night but it was packed and people were into the whole show And, and i yeah man you can tell when somebody's called to something and is anointed for that purpose man it feels like that's what you 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 found like you found a purpose and and to res- with respect when you compared comics to pastors earlier I feel like comics do this for free for a long time. I don't know how much money you're making at Chatterbox <laughs> if you're breaking the Not bank. Not much, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's just like there's a certain poor righteous teacher idea. Even Paul was kind of a tent maker throughout his whole pastorage, and people would criticize him like, hey, dude, you got a day job? That's embarrassing. You know, and you're out here preaching, you know. But, yeah, he was like he keeps him honest. He keeps him, like, looking at the goal uh, not to rail on people who are, I like rich comics. I like rich pastors. <laughs> Kevin Hart, come on the show one day. Get your rich behind. No, <laughs> well, I mean, that that's what I mean is in America. I yes, mean, sir. and that's what we deem successful is right. when you're rich. But it's so flipped in the kingdom of heaven. I think that's what Jesus is trying to get at. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I 1000% agree with you. And I do love, I don't think the Bible's perfect, but that doesn't mean I don't love it. Right. And it doesn't, it do, doesn't mean, I mean, I'm struggling. I'm always wrestling with God, the idea of God. I've not. I don't believe that I've figured it out and put my belief system aside. I'm always right. down to talk about it because I think when we are talking about it and trying to figure this out, I think God is in this thing. Yes, sir. I feel like because I was where you're at. I never. I grew up in church, but I didn't believe none of this. All mumbo jumbo. Grandma's crazy. She old. All these old people just need an idea of where to go when they did. They scared. So that was my idea up until I had an experience, a revelatory experience with my consent. Now, not that I understand God, because to do that would be I stand over God in a way that I, I'm above it, right? So anybody that you talk to, they, they act like they understand God. They think they're God, right? They're, they're worshiping their ego and culture probably, right? But I do think that a lot of people who accept it early in life like I see a correlation because even David kind of grew up in the church, right? And then the, so like there and then there happens a like something a detachment from that because we all I detached from my parents and then had to reattach in a more healthy way as a grown man. But how did that? Uh, did you feel like you were accepting you, like a relationship with God more, or was it a relationship with the church and your family? Like that was at that the core of your evangelism like you know like come to my church like not necessarily and I, then, well i i think i always i from the time you know when we're talking about vbs seven or eight or something i think I've, I've always been in love with god like that yeah and i i have no problem even though uh, many christians would disagree i have no problem saying that i'm in love with god now even though in in one hand i say that the other hand i'm saying i'm an atheist right i'm still chasing the same thing i chased when i was little yes sir i'm still in love with that thing yeah um i i, I don't know uh a lot of people would not call that Christianity anyway, and I don't mind not calling myself Christian, but uh, I still listen to that voice. It's how I still try to live my life. I think that was a big, strong part of it, yes. but also I found something that I was very good at, 
yeah. think performing and uh, analyzing the Bible and coming up with ideas, it's not too separate what we do than right. with comedy. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I, I fell in love with the word and what words mean yes. and how to analyze, how to construct sentences by reading the Bible, figuring out, oh, why was that first sentence there? It's just like when we do a stand-up bit. And you're like, oh, I, I don't need this sentence. It's a waste Cut of time. That fat. Yeah, or I need to add something because I'm not being clear enough right. about getting this idea across. Not creating the bridge. See, that's why I always tell comics, too. What you think, if you're funny, yes. you're funny. So the problem is not that anything you think is funny. So once we accept that, the issue is the bridge between what you're seeing in here and then what they're seeing out there, and how do we clarify to make that bridge easier? And it to could travel. be a simple sentence. Yeah, it could be a few words. It was years to get some that sentence sometimes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm a, oh yeah, uh, definitely. I've I've fought over that, and I've had whole sentences that change how I view things and how it change big jokes. Yeah. And all that stuff. yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, I think Channing is doing a deep dive into this faith church. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting lost. I'm in so that I'm, dude. I really am so glad they didn't get that money. <laughs> These Good are job, bad. Jeff. These are bad people. So I'm really <laughs> glad about that. Yeah. Dang man. Now and I I know so uh and, and stop me if I'm getting too too personal no, or anything no, no. like that. But I love like um so you're a part of the LGBTQ community. Yes. Um, that, I, yeah. I didn't know how much we wanted to talk about because so I'll tell you this exact sentence. So I I identify as queer. Although I haven't had se- I haven't had a sexual experience with a guy in like five or six years. Word. So they're gonna take my card away from me pretty soon. <laughs> and I was just talking about this last night at at Chatterbox open mic where i was like god i was uh, you know if you question whether or not i'm queer i will tell you this if i'm having group sex yeah. i am gonna want to suck some okay right, so right, right. if that's not queer enough for you i don't know what to tell you guys because <laughs> most straight guys don't want to suck any kind of cock all right but i want to do it if anything to be remembered you know okay yeah if anything just to be remembered <laughs> i want this fool to be like 25 years later and to be like damn that fat mexican guy sucked the fuck out of my you know what I mean? <laughs> it's all right. I'm a sexual warrior, okay. Sean. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. I'm polyamorous. I'm non-monogamous. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm queer. Whoa. So all of these things, and I'm I'm very I'm married to a wonderful woman, a fellow stand-up comic named uh, Julia Loken, who has a big astrology podcast called Whoa. What's Your Sign? Yeah, dude. Yes. And did you have those feelings early, like in life, or I feel like in my like early twenties, I started 20s. to experiment. Yeah. I start to spare. I don't. I don't know if it's same for all guys, but right. when you're like, you know, masturbating, and then some like gay shit would pop in my head. I don't know if that happens to all guys, or if it just happened to me. Um, but yeah, at, at some point, I, I started to experiment. Uh, at the time, I remember this was before the internet, really. So you would like, like phone like 900 numbers like that kind of things and then i would meet up with guys that way and then i found out that you can go to porn shops and then hook up with guys there um like i said i haven't done that in a long time and my 20s were pretty chaotic i don't know how much of those activities were like tied into like some kind of self-destruction or anything Mm. like that um but i definitely do did those things and I still might in the future. It's been five years. I don't know. Word. Like, what were the other, like, you say, was it dangerous? Or would you meet guys who you didn't know? And, and did you find yourself in precarious oh, situations? Oh, I mean, yeah, the, the whole thing safety? is, yeah, yeah, the whole thing is, too. And it's not like I I was using condoms all the time or Word. that kind of thing. Um, my drinking was bad in my 20s, too. So I, I don't, I like a lot of comics, I was self-destructive. I think mm. I probably still am in some way, but I, it's just not out of control anymore. Right, right, right. Um, 
The Apostle Paul says that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. That's a big time how I try to live my life out right, of right. that. I could do whatever I want, but a lot of things are probably not a good idea. Right. right yeah. Right. So I, I, my life had been chaotic for a while. Right. It's not anymore. But uh, I do wonder how much of that was tied into just the idea of chaos and self-destruction. Yeah. And that, that's not saying that all gay people are like that or anything. No, I don't no. I don't think I'm gay like that. I have gay friends. My friend, my gay friend Jonathan is fucking gay. And so really? I'll talk about sucking a in group uh, situations. He'll talk about a man's like clavicle. And I'm like, okay. I, I've never thought about a man's clavicle <laughs> oh. in my life. I, I've oh. never thought about a man's thigh or anything like that. So he's full. He's gay. And oh. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know. No wrong with so you, yeah, Jonathan, but, but, I, I, for, but for myself personally, I always wonder like how much am I really this this is like a, a bisexual dilemma too uh-huh. it's like am i mexican the latinos go through this too. am i mexican enough that's all this stuff that always where happens. did you see the biggest clash with your mexican heritage or with the church itself or uh um, your- my church is very white at the time uh, so didn't come in there talking about sucking this and doing that. No, 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 no. <laughs> they couldn't do it. I mean, they, they were very against all this. They were a regular yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I didn't really do this stuff when I was uh practicing or in the church at all. It was mostly my my twenties. Once you got yeah, but after twenty three after you left. Yeah, 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 after I left. Uh-huh. Okay. And then but what about your cousins and stuff? Did, did they know about it or did they everybody knows about everything now. Where? I talk about well, this now, stuff yeah. on stage. I put it on my Instagram. But you felt like you had to hide it back then? It was like some some No, I've never really been that way Word. yeah yeah i've never really been that way so now everyone's used to all these ideas because i've been talking about it for so Absolutely, long yeah. but i've just never been one to kind of hide the stuff because um i just don't care because did that lose interest in the behavior itself like when you were like i can just be honest about it that's what i love like comics we can versus church right you couldn't go up and say i'm being now mind you all everybody sins Everybody is all sin is right. Sin is death, blah, blah, blah. They're all equally valued and things. But the church, you, you know, you'll see pastors that can't be honest about things like in the way that a comedian can just be honest. Yes. And that doesn't mean you're telling the truth. I always say that the honesty is not the truth. Honesty is your best attempt at the truth. It's your perspective mixed around whatever you're going through and being honest about it. And then we can find the way out of it there. But that said, did you find it freeing once you were able to get on stage and say that? And do you think that it made it less attractive uh, yeah, to do it? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't know what my deal is with that shit. The, uh, to be honest, there's been um, people talk about being like, um, what's it called? Not it's something uh, aromantic about that. So maybe I like to have sex with guys, but I don't like to date guys. I've never found men attractive. I don't think like, ooh, he's hot. But... I do like fucking like I like fucking around like that, but it's been a long time. Like I said, where I've put myself in those situations and I'm probably not going to in the future either. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I I will tell you, I wanted to talk about this stuff when I started doing comedy in 2010, but I, I was not a good enough comic to do it. To talk about your own lifestyle? Yeah, you, you, it's just too bizarre to, to talk about gay shit in front of working class Mexicans. Well, they won't laugh because it means they're gay. Ah. It's just probably like a black room, too. Word. Yeah, well, yeah there, there is a heavy... You know what's funny, though? Like, even Richard Pryor would, like, honestly get up there and not that... You're talking was, about the greatest comedian that's ever lived. Right, right, right. But right, think right. about how many <laughs> other comics are able to do that. Right, right, right. There's not. There's hardly any big gay comics at all that aren't even sent to, like, a gay ghetto. There's no mm. big mainstream gay comics where... 
like a regular like a regular everyday blue collar worker mexican guy or black guy would go see him there's yeah. nothing like that our, yeah. our country's racist uh hates women transphobic homophobic that's once you accept that learn to live in that that's fine mm. but yeah i had to get very good and when you want to talk about sentences i had to get very good uh, before I could make straight guys laugh at some of this shit. Right, right I'll never right. forget, I had the first time, I think one of the first times I hooked up with a guy, I went to a porn shop, and this guy sucked my d And so I had this joke about it, but the joke was not working. Mm. They could not do it. And then finally I figured out the key lines to it, and I said, went in this room, you know, this guy sees me, and he says, hey, is it okay if I'm here? And I go, yeah. And then, then the guy asked me, hey, is it okay? If I give you a blowjob, this is the joke I'm telling now. Right. And I just would get, I got quiet. This used to be a closer. It's like, it's, some, it's a throwaway <laughs> now. Right. And I got, I just let it get quiet. And I go, at that point, I had to ask myself a question. And that question was this Steve, do you want to live the rest of your life knowing you are for sure 100% heterosexual? Or do you want to get your dick suck right now? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> and then whoa. that one, everyone would go like, ah. Oh no! Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> most guys can understand. Yeah, we like getting our. D yeah, and then that—that's the line where this joke I've been trying to tell for years now, straight guys would laugh at that yeah. too because it's like, yes, okay, am I? Do I want to? Am I gay? I don't know, or do I just want someone to suck my? And almost every guy can relate to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think Channing definitely. Just so y'all know, Channing gave the hey. uh, halo. Hey. <laughs> I don't need you to say no. you would do it. I right. need you to say I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what? And that's the essence of I love the 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 uh, the scientific approach. Like, how do I make this? palatable because some things yeah there are societal things around now churches for sure you just can't talk about certain things there's a blockage i can't well that's why the church people the church is considerably going down people continue to leave it you mentioned that is because you can't be honest at church for right. the most part pastor can't get up there i'm depressed y'all well anxious, you can't come I'm in there and project. say this without people judging you right the, the best form of church now i think is any kind of 12-step program where rich people go, poor people go, everyone tells a story about how we're all losers and failures, yeah. and everyone can relate. See, and what, nobody gets paid. Exactly. And what, and what people don't realize, it, like, I, I love God. So God isn't everything to me, right? Like, God yes. is either it's God or it's absent of God, which is also about God, right? So if you're absent of God, like when I hear, like, a Hozier song, I love that song. People are like, oh, that's a demonic song. It's about a guy <laughs> worshiping a woman. It's about idolatry. But, yes, in the empty, if, because it's honest, because he's telling the truth, his truth, you can hear an emptiness in the, the hollowness of going after this woman who will never quite love him the way that he's desiring to be loved and how sacrificial he's been. So I'm like, wow, the love that I get from the idea of God, whether you believe it or not, is so, nobody can love me like that. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody's going to be so sacrificial in their love in a human state because we're all it's conditional my wife loved me because i don't cheat on her so you know and is that the only reason why she loves you basically <laughs> like well no no, no. the I song provide. of solomon is all about these two lovers there's yeah. no even talk about god and song that thing solomon yeah yeah oh. that, all that is about yeah. is these two people fucking a king fucking one of his concubines Dude, and I'm, god is in that you know what's crazy i wrote yeah. this down just i swear i wrote yeah. this down to, to ask steve but 
on your IG, you say you're non-monogamous. I didn't know you were in a, in a relationship with somebody, but you say you're non-monogamous. King Solomon had 700 <laughs> wives and 300 concubines. Are you about to reach that that body count, Steve? Are you about to break the record? I've got a very the high biblical body record count. Of, no. <laughs> but, the, the, but the older I get, the more I'm like, uh, even within polyamory and all these things, um, you understand that uh, the, the one currency we do have, and I know you mentioned this uh, in another podcast, but... Is time. Yes, sir. And so I have a wife. I'm about to, we're about to have our first kid in November. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Uh, I Thank you so much. I'm very excited. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still date people. There's someone I've been dating for a few months now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then there's stand up. And that's the real mistress right there. Right, right, right. She sucks up so much time right there. So. Sorry. You know, as much as I am able to, just like the Apostle Paul says, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Mm -hmm. You know, I, as I have to keep, as, as I grow older, as I get more mature, um, I have to keep, like, reining it in right. because my time is so precious. And it's going to be more precious, but go on. Yeah, and there's no issues with the wife as far as, like, Jet, like you know, like time spent, or are there rules or boundaries around the... There aren't any, but I am very, like, in touch with her. Okay. So there are times when um, I know that she needs more attention and time and everything too. She's not polyamorous. She doesn't identify as it. I've been doing this for 15 years. Word. So even when we got together, she knew this is up. I used to be worse at it. I've gotten better at it. Yeah. Um, but. Wait, how do you mean like in, in relation to the other person being like feeling okay? Like, or. I, you know, the whole thing is it. I'm always philosophically thinking about all of these things, yes, but. Sir. Um, more like, um, uh, you know, you've heard the term, uh, ethical non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy. Uh, it's all right. I, if you haven't heard that, no, term. I haven't heard. Have you heard that term? Break it I've down. heard it, but I don't know what it yeah, means. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, it just means, um, you know, I, I don't for myself, I'm polyamorous. So that means I believe that you can love more than one person at one time. Um, non-monogamy does not necessarily imply that, but it's under that umbrella. And uh, ethical means that everyone's in on it. So you're not lying to anybody. Uh-huh. So it's almost like they're set, they're set free. So, but you'd be fine if she decided, if she changed her mind about her status as far as being, like maybe she wants to try polyamory. If she wanted to, I would love that. Yeah. It would be my dream. At some point, if if, if my dick is the last dick that is inside this woman, that would break my heart. There's a part of that that would break uh. my heart. Because I do believe that, I don't believe in, um, I think... I really do think we're supposed to love more than one person at one time. I th and I think if you, if not, I don't think this Christ says what I'm about to say, but I do think the nuclear family is kind of a form of, Christ definitely was not down with the nuclear family. I think the, the gospel tells us that. Mm. Uh, I, I think um, that's a form of separating each other. I think we should all live in communes. Uh, I know it's hard. I know it's not safe and nobody wants to do it. But I think ideally we're supposed to um, kind of like be in larger groups and share each other. Man. <laughs> Man. You know what? That's, that's interesting. I just, I, you know what? Even as I get old, I'm like, you know, I've only, it's just too much. You know what? Maybe it's because I'm trying to weigh all the feelings. Now, that's what, with that said, let me tell you I something. What, what I really believe is that. I don't think that it's for everybody. I think right. that there is a small percentage of people, maybe 5% of people are polyamorous. I only date other people that are polyamorous. Right, right, right. Um, and when I'm, we know each other when we see them, 
and we don't have any jealousy with each other usually yeah. and we're just the same we've i've always had crushes on so many people yeah i've always i would break up with girlfriends get with someone else and then get back with the girlfriends yeah. i would do all of this before i found all of these philosophies yeah. and now when i found the philosophy i was like oh this is what i am that's, that's cool and, i mean and, that's why i like to talk to people <laughs> of different because yeah that, that reality is so is so interesting to me i mean and maybe i'm just i don't know if it's being an empath or something but like mo i don't know i just like i would always wonder how she feel like you know and, and i know how people can change because there's people that start a relationship a certain way like they say oh no i get like literally every relationship i've had it, there's never an announcement that we should be official right but yeah. at some point and this is why i tell young guys you feel like you know especially after you do it a few times when that switch gets flipped when the expectation for your behavior comes you, you get different. to have sex with someone five times and then you got to have this talk that's usually what i find. Uh, <laughs> i mean the one what you're talking about right, right me right, i'm right, always right. polyamory stuff too people think it's like this huge sex thing but you have no idea it's mostly just talking about feelings forever right so that's another thing talking about stuff I around, which i like Oh, I'm see? very much a relationship person. You don't have person. a PlayStation, or Xbox. Uh, it's, it's, I do, but it's not. That's what makes. That's where when we talk about me being queer and stuff like that, I, I love relationships. Yes. I love talking for hours, having conversations with friends, our lovers, and everything. I love communicating about all this yeah. stuff. This is my shit. Yes, so man. when people, a lot of people go like, that sounds like too much work for me. I believe that. Right. It's not for me. I love the shit. Yeah, I cool. love it. That's, that's how I know I'm cis. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about shit. What is that? What is this again? I've heard this, but what is it? That I don't even really know. I, know, I just cis, know it's, it's cis, the base like if you model. say I'm cisgendered, it means that um, I uh, I feel and conduct myself the way that like society, mainstream society. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So if he says I'm a cis straight white male, that means you know I'm just a reg, I'm a white guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm Every, the, everything the base model. Yeah, oh. everything, AMF the way I feel is exactly how society expects me to, to conduct myself oh. and everything. Okay. Yeah. And I'm interested because you, you guys, and congratulations, this is your first child coming yeah. up. Yeah. Do you guys, do you have a plan for how to rate, will, it, will the child, how will it, the child be introduced to theology or these ideas or morality or what will you guys base that around and, and how in what you think your sexual behavior will the kid will, will will you keep it separate like different girlfriends coming out or like how will you do you have a plan for that we don't have a plan we'll yeah. see how it goes yeah. um i don't these people are my friends or you know i so i have to see no problem with them they'll eventually when you know they're of the age to understand what's going on tan or whatever i'll explain what my philosophy is or whatever right. um but yeah, I, I don't, I've thought about this stuff too. I don't know. We're definitely not going to raise it in like a regular Christian church or anything, but yeah. I, you know, I'm grateful for the church. The church saved my life. Yeah. Um, they taught me, I came from a very chaotic family, you know, alcoholism and all that kind of stuff. And it put me around people where I saw what a healthy family looks like. Yeah. It taught me the word. Um, my life would be radically different i think for the worse if i did not have my church experience right um so i i guess we got to figure that out i don't know maybe a unitarian church but the more you do you deconstruct your faith the, the more you kind of stop wanting to be a part of an organized thing but it would be it, i do think it's it's an incredible thing to have a, a, a set time set aside every week to think about the higher things mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, like God, yeah. like spiritual things, which I think might be the truer reality. 
Right, right, right. And engage them in that, like, in in having a relationship and understanding it. Yeah. Yeah, and be able to at least, like, have a conversation with other people who, who might. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there are very liberal, uh, liberal churches that we can go to and, and we might we might do that my uh, julia's dad used to be a pastor so oh. and it, you know as, as long as uh, their theology is cool and open then i'm down to do, i'm down to go to a church like that yeah and now now as somebody that you know i would love to you know i feel like i'm gonna start this process that you're in right now as far as pregnancy and stuff do, do these or do you feel like you know because there's what I understand, and I don't mean there's emotional mood swings, there's like cravings, there's things like that. Does that <laughs> have you been dealing with that, and does that affect any other parts of your lifestyle, comedy? Or? No, no, no. I mean, Julia's she's she's great. I will tell you, I thought it was going to take when we both got together, um, we were on the fence about kids, yes. and then she slowly, like in the middle of the pandemic, tipped over. Okay, and I really do think of marriage as a. I'm not being a polyamorous person means that I don't really, I don't think, I think it's a like fine. I think marriage is a financial institution. Mm. And so when I agreed to marry Julia, then we are forming a corporation together. Right. I think a big part right. of the corporation is to ensure that the doing your best to make sure that the other person is happy and gratified doing your right. best to do it. I think ultimately that should be everyone's own responsibility, right. but a big part of that, so she allows me, quote unquote, to be polyamorous, uh, but she at least respects me and understands that this makes me happy. It makes me feel healthy. It's the way I need to live, even though she's not that way. And so when we're talking about having a kid, even though it's not necessarily something that I maybe would have chosen, I know that I'm going to love it. I know that I'll be good at it, and I know it's going to ultimately make her happy. So uh -huh. that was the thinking behind all of that. Uh -huh. Now, I thought it was going to take longer. Oh. One come, Sean. Oh. Just one come. <laughs> Bam. First try. One come. I came in her one time when she was ovulating, and then we decided that she needed to um, quit her job. Maybe it that's the name. One come. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, yeah. Come. Yeah. So then we decided that she, uh, she needed to quit her job like a week or two after that just because it was just causing her a lot of distress. It was it was just not a good place for her mentally. And then I told yeah. her, you better pray that you got a baby out of that one come because you're not going to get any more until you get, you Look know. Look at prayer. Until your probation period over it? at your new job. I need that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Won't he do it? Look at that. You pray. And here, here comes one come. Uh, yes. But she got it out of the one come, there and, you, and she's not you working go. now. It's a miracle. So. Yeah, I'm picking up slack. I'm doing a lot of other things, and yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yeah. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, I did not. I'm not that kind of Mexican. Okay, I'm not getting <laughs> off on being the sole provider. Right, 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 right I'm right. an artist. Okay, right. that's what I told her. I don't like this shit. I'm an artist. I want fifty fifty. But she's not working. She hasn't been working. She's six months pregnant now, yeah. and you know we're doing it. So yeah, we'll see. Congratulations, man. Thank you, and I pray for a stressless. Free, like just, just everything to just go well for her. Thank you for so you much. And for Thank the family, you, family man. And I love how your heart is open to so many ideas, man. I think it's a great. Kind of, I feel like you know that's the key. That's the key to this show is that you know we come, we exchange ideas, and and yeah, come. people can. We come. Yeah. <laughs> we one come. One time. We come one time and we express our ideas. Yeah. We enjoy one another. Oh, and without fuck. judgment, man. So thank you so much for doing. But I do, you know, want to want to. As, as much as we have been here convening and, and, and enjoying each other's company, bam, this is what I'm about. 
Okay. Now I'm not. You, oh, come on now. Come on now. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead no. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Because that's what I, I need to get hyped up. I'm on a losing streak, people. Okay. Now my man Stevie knows a lot. He was a so, youth. Sean, you said you you said you grew up in the church, but man, you didn't really care that dude, much. You should see these questions. First of all, Channing is. Oh, before we do this, Channing is a Judas. He's on <laughs> the guest side. He literally admitted last week he tried to hint uh, answer to Leah. So I think we need some reform and we need to I'm go back. I'm just saying, you you said you grew up in the church, but you didn't pay attention that much or whatever. But just from talking to you, I can tell you know the Bible well. Oh, Where did look, that come from? You know what? Oh, sorry. We, we, we get <laughs> I, it came from, so yeah, I would have to memorize scripture and stuff didn't really make sense to me. And it's great you brought up, like the passage you brought had sheeps and goats. The first thing I had to... Um, uh, memorize was uh, the Lord. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the Lord is my shepherd. It's a psalm. Psalm 23. Lord, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leading me to, beside the still waters. He uh, uh, he, he make it, he restores my soul. Green anyway, pastures. The green pastures. Yeah. yeah. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Stuff like that. As I grew and, and I had a relationship with God, and I was like, oh, because we don't grow up in a, in a society that has shepherding, so we didn't know all these metaphors. It's really some bars in there. When you look at, you know, a sheep, you have to lay it down because otherwise it will graze until it dies or its stomach will explode. So I'm like, oh, God wants to provide you so much abundance that you have. So these things started opening up to me. They weren't just mumbo-jumbo, but that's why I honestly believe there's probably five people that believe this stuff. <laughs> like it's probably, honestly, in the world, not Christian. A lot of people love their culture. They love their ego. They worship money. They worship because they really, when you think of like, you know, but me, not to say I'm better than anybody. I just love a relationship with understanding and going through the chronologies of well, the Bible. Well, that's what's interesting to me because I know the Bible well. I yes. fell in love with the Bible when I was young. And most Christians don't know what's in there they have at all. No idea. So to me, I'm like a like huge Star Wars head. So I like talking about the stuff, even if I don't necessarily believe it like I used to. Right. But I love talking about the stuff. Right. Uh, but when you run into most Christians, they don't even know what's in there. I love engaging it on that level because what happens is then people avoid. A lot of Christian people avoid stuff like David Smalley brought Leviticus. I was actually I wasn't shocked, but I was like, when people said you're, you know, you're ex, well, they didn't say you were ex evangelical, you uh, ex evangelical, but the assumption was that you were atheist, that you would probably bring something from Leviticus or Deuteronomy or some of the more problematic Old Testament things, but you brought something from the New Testament. But even still, like, yeah, it, when you really are trying to engage with the the word, and you go, okay, this was a chosen people who were trying to whatever, and even they had to interpret certain things around their. Yeah, own I mean, society. you you've heard Not from to justify anything. Yeah, but, but you thought you've heard from God, and and looking back, you were probably wrong, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think these people are just like you and me. They're just people. They're just and people. I think that's what I love about the Bible. I'm shocked that because all the things I would hear in church are like, how cool King David. He's a great dude, but the Bible does not hide the fact that he had his homie killed right to sleep with his wife and tried to make it seem like it was the dude's baby and his adnan when he brought him or uh, aiken or, or aaron one of them but anyway brought the homie back from war uriah uriah you were ashamed to know that no you were ashamed to know i know said, the bible yeah. what are you talking about uriah Bathsheba <laughs> was uriah's yeah. wife and then uh, david saw her while she was bathing and slept with her and tried to make the baby seem like it was his baby uh and then and then um, ultimately that's why i don't have i think what you know the bible calls david a man after his own heart i i ultimately think that if there is a god like that or if the god of the bible is real and stuff that you know he looks down at us and uh i think he's like man 
This guy fucking rules. I don't think it has anything to that. Yeah. David, he's just like, man, this fool went for it. So at the very least, I want if the god like this is real, he's. I want him to look down and say, man, that fool went for you it. You mean by getting your eye killed? I'm doing all of it. <laughs> I mean, that, that, God said oh, yeah. that that that's all part of it. Word. David Love, he went what after Uriah. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, he's pretty honorable. He, he does. Yeah, but he doesn't. He, he God loved David more. Oh. Damn. That's what the Bible says. Well, no, I, th- I mean, it's it's that he had. I think he had to find grace, and because he cried until the dirt. Who was gives mud. a shit? The Bible said God <laughs> loved David more. Well, he just happened to be king, but you're right. God loved David more. That's what the right. Bible says. Right. Less. He loved yeah. him less. <laughs> no, I think because David pursued God, and that was. But now it flipped. So when God came and gave His life, or He pursued us, or there's the idea behind Jesus. He's pursuing. He's the shepherd that will, like David, who was a shepherd. Right, and, and your word had sheep went after the sheep that was in the lion's mouth and saved it from the lion's mouth. And I hope that knowing all this stuff is going to help me whoop your behind Let's in this see. Bible belt, Bible belt. because Let's that would it. be a shame if I just showed off all this knowledge. <laughs> Channing worked so hard on that intro. Please hit you that guys intro ready to run again. That song back? Run that song back, baby. <laughs> Channing worked so hard on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're clear. We cleared this, so I'm not going to sue. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, believers and non-believers alike, it is time to battle for the belt. Your host, Sean Grant, is coming off of two, count them, two back-to-back losses to the guest. Steve Hernandez, you are representing the guests, (laughs) meaning that you are the current champion of the Bible Belt, the current belt holder. Sean Grant is attempting to win his belt back through a trivia question, three trivia questions through three separate rounds. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yes, yes. And Leah, Leah provided a, be, a, a a bogus tactic. You have to answer first. So if we tie, you win anyway, right? Okay. If we push, you win. But um, I, you answer first, then I answer. That way you can't just ride my answers, even though I was getting them wrong too. But if you wrote my answers, then we would tie and you'd win. But, yeah, you answer first. So here's the first question from Channing. He found it on the website. <laughs> question one. What is required for anyone to understand God's word? A, dictionary. B, Holy Spirit. C, seminary degree. (laughs) Or D, commentary. Uh, B, Holy Spirit. B, Holy Spirit. Correct answer is? Yes, sir. Holy Spirit. One to one. That one was a layup. We've had some real uh, real part fives. BS up in here, man. Talking about eagle feathers and all this stuff. (laughs) Question number two. I hated that question. (laughs) What happened just before Elijah was taken up into heaven? Oh, I got yeah, it. This is uh, this is wrong. Wait, what? What'd you, what what appeared? Sorry, I read that wrong. Oh, what appeared just before Elijah was taken up into heaven? A, an oarless boat. B, a sack of gold. C, a chariot of fire. Or D, a bronze ox. C, a chariot it's C, of fire. And you have the cursor on C. You're now we. Knew, dude, I knew that. I mean, you I knew, knew that. it. I yeah, knew. It. Keep it going. I clicked on the wrong thing. That's why. Oh, dude. Two to two. Channing is, man. You asked me to make the questions easier. I appreciate it. (laughs) That's what I did. I'm just talking about the tactics. You need to be investigated, brother. This is my own Mar-a-Lago thing going on here, man. The cursor was right on This one's easy, too. Who was not allowed into the promised land because God was angry with him? Who was not allowed into the promised land because God was angry at them? It was Moses, man. It was Moses. Because he broke the damn thing. You guys just want to go with that? See Moses? It's Moses. Moses. Yeah, good for you. Hey. 
Yeah. You just have you. I'm just too hardcore. You just have two hardcore guys. <laughs> they, on they, you know how. what? I lost to David Small like, because, dude, they, they, you guys studied that book, man. You, you studied it. You know it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I should know it. I do this. You guys want to go into overtime? Sure. You have let's one see what more? else you got. I can I can bring one up. Uh oh. Yeah. Let's see. Uh oh. Just, now I just, just want I want to find one that I can't get. <laughs> We're gonna go on the expert mode. Oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> so now it's not gonna be on the screen. I get, but yeah, Channel will look it up on his. What is his website? I don't know if we should give him credit. Uh, King's James, King James Bible Online. King James Bible Online. <laughs> you guys ever want a Bible quiz? Uh, but they do have novice, which is way too easy. The beginner was really hard. Man, I want I want some of those hard ones. Yeah. I just, I just want to get stumped. Yeah, I think this one's. If it's expert, no way we'll know. This <laughs> is like this is gonna be some crazy. After asking how many about pimples Greek or did uh, like that. did David have on it <laughs> on his forehead? That'd be Let's crazy. See. Let's try this one. Which of Saul's sons reigned Ooh. for two years over Gilead? A. Jonathan. Oh. B. Okay. Mephibosheth. Okay. How do you say that? I don't know. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mephibosheth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Mephibosheth. Okay. C, Ishbosheth. It's Ishbosheth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or D, Ner. These all just sound like yeah. Noises. Well, I know Jonathan was the one that he, gave he had a relationship David. with yeah. David. So it wasn't. But it Jonathan. wasn't Jonathan. I, I'm gonna go with Mephibosheth. I know the name. Mephibosheth. Then I'll go with C. But I don't know this. Yeah, I don't know it either. But who is it? The correct answer is C. Whoa! So I win the belt. He really, now you legit uh, won the belt uh, off of Ish, Ish Obesheth. Ish, but, Ish but, Ish but, but to be fair, I did not know that. At all, no, no, so. no. Great job, man. Now, yeah. now I feel better That's losing. That's why I don't go on expert level. I can't even say this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better losing to you, man. Congratulations, <laughs> Thank Steven Hernandez, man. Thank you so much for being on the program. Where can people find you? I know you do, you're all, you're touring, you're doing your thing, and there's always the chatterbox on a weekly basis. What's going on? Yeah, I'm uh, come to the Chatterbox every Sunday night. It's uh, one of the best shows in Los Angeles in Covina every Sunday night at eight o'clock. We're going to start a Saturday weekly headliner show starting in October. uh, And I'm headlining Riff City Comedy in San Diego on the last Wednesday of the month. I believe it's the 27th. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to do my full hour and Julia is going to open for me. She's and she's in beast mode right now. She's got all her new pregnancy stuff is so fun. So <laughs> yeah. Come check us out. Guys, make sure you go do that. Check and then follow Steve online as well at Hernia on Instagram. At Hernia on Instagram, at Big Hern on Twitter. Big Hern on Twitter. Guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Follow me. I am Sean Grant on Instagram and then TikTok and all that stuff. But follow at Comedian Bible Study. Every Wednesday, we do a live IG uh, Bible study with my homies from all across the the country and the world. So we'd love to have you engage with that. Ask us questions. Send them in. And make sure you follow Channing at the other Channing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. On Instagram. Channing, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Glory to God, man. That was fun. Come